Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back, Redheads, to another episode of the Redheads Book Club May edition. I am here with the girls. I miss you girls so much. Actually, less than usual because I did do a podcast episode with Dana and Rebecca for the Morning Morning Toast Patreon, so check that out. But we are here with all the girls, and yes, Snitch is still a redhead, (laughs) but you didn't need to meet her because if you're a toaster, you've met her a million times. That's true. is the month of the snitch for more reasons than one. Your birthday's coming up, plus you chose the book this month. And I feel as though, I'm not speaking for myself, but I feel as though you're going to have some things to answer for. But before you get into the ring, how are you doing? I think that that is um, an extreme thing to say because I already know, like, (laughs) what you guys are. It's not like I chose whatever fucking book that we just read. Like, that was, like, abomination. This was just, like, really fucking long. Um, But I'm good. I got back from Stagecoach last night, and I'm unbelievably unwell, and I'm just trying to recuperate before this weekend. So, like, I'm just really trying to save, like, my mental and, like, physical energy because right now she has none. Well, I just want to say, like, you seem pretty okay so far. You're, we were catching up a little bit before we started recording, and you were just, like, being really sweet. Maybe because, like, you have no energy. You don't have the energy to, like, be snitchy. You look fresh, snitch. That's so nice. I haven't showered since the plane. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I also, right. I also like, showered and washed my hair, like, right before the plane. Unacceptable. <laughs> Still unacceptable. Jax has such an opinion about, like, I showering know. post-transportation. Post-airport, post-cross-country flight. Yeah. Oh, it's the yeah. first thing you have to do, snitch. I couldn't. I just showered, like, six hours before that, and I was so tired I had to go to bed. Snitch, I just feel I'm like right there with you. If Thank you're in you. a different state, you need to shower upon entering a new state. That's the law. I'll never forget when I lived in Michigan for that brief moment of time, and I would come and visit New York and stay at Jackie's apartment, and I would, like, walk in the apartment. She'd be like, okay, so shower? And I was like, no. She's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before you step any further. I'm like, Fuck. Oh, my God. I don't even remember that, but now I'm even extra crazy because of Harold, and now I have a reason to be. I could just be like, because of Harry. You obviously went about it in such a hilariously sweet way. You're like, oh, oh, I mean, I think I would shower if I were you. You don't have to, but yeah, maybe. I think we all need a shower. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. Well, Snitch, thank you for, you know, your contribution to the Redheads this month. I look forward to getting into it, but before we do, I need to know how my other girls are doing. Dana, you've been quite quiet. How are you? How was Amsterdam? Amsterdam was great. I got back from Amsterdam. Yeah, Snitch, I went to Amsterdam. Did you not, like, post about it? um, Josh posted. Josh posted. Uh, I don't. Josh Dana. is the spokesperson for the relationship, so you follow him. Okay. I, actually, though, he posted without my permission. Like, I didn't know he was posting until I got a notification on my phone that Jackie Ashry like, liked to post your tagged in. I freaked out. Like, that's kind of unacceptable. Like, your husband can't post pictures of you in a post without first seeking your approval. Well, yes. if you wanted to post on Instagram, then you would have a right to say something, but you're only on Snapchat, so I think you can <laughs> proceed without caution. I guess, but, like, there were solo pics of me in that. Like, run it by me. I didn't know you would be someone who would care about something like that. Me I neither. Like Josh wouldn't know that post. either. Yeah, I didn't think I'd be someone who cared either. And then I was like, in what holy name did you choose this picture over that one? Like, I was a little perturbed. Are you referencing the hot dog? pick <laughs> no um, there was like a last picture of just like me solo at a table like and it, it wasn't flattering so it's so nice of him to be the spokesperson of us he just like next time needs to run by compliance 
Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, Amsterdam was great. Just a you know, quick uh, skip and a hop to Europe. And what was the occasion? Everyone is like wondering by everyone. I mean like Zach and Claudia. <laughs> the occasion is Josh gets really restless when we don't go on vacations every four months. And he and like I could be in my apartment for the rest of my life and like not realize I haven't taken a break from work in a decade. So like he just pushed forward and made every single plan. And I was like, OK, I guess I'm going to Amsterdam. Very cool. That's a very pre-COVID mentality. But, you know, if that works for him. Yeah. I'm happy for him. And since you were on vacation, did you read a lot? I did. I took the Kindle that Jax gifted me and I went to Europe to make myself a bath every day and just read in the hotel for two hours. <laughs> Amazing. So you have a lot of books to share. Um, no, because I was mostly reading the Redheads book and that took about... Um, right. That took five years. That took five years. I just want so. you to know, bitches, I literally read it in a day. Okay. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I read it because I was on the plane and then I had to drive to Palm Springs. So that was nine hours of travel and I read it. Okay, so you're saying that it's nine hours long of reading. Yeah, It should be six. No, I don't. By the way, I don't disagree with that. You will not get a fight for me on the length of the book. That was an issue. Okay, before we get into the ring, Bex, how are you doing? What's new with Bex? Oh, you know, things are going well over here. I have nothing as interesting as Stagecoach or Amsterdam or Harold. So, (laughs) I mean, we don't have to take a ton of time in this little lady's area, but... I will just um, say that springtime is my season. I've been delighted by the weather, and we have such a fun week ahead in terms of snitches. Are you turning 26? Oh, my God. God forbid I'm turning 25. Oh, my God. You're 25, snitches. This is a big birthday. I know. Why do you think I'm throwing a rager? I mean, you always throw a rager. Like, it's always a celebration. But 25 is such a big deal. Remember when we did Vegas for Claudia's 25th? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Ocean's 25. Ocean's 25. (gasps) Oh. This changes everything. Why do you think yeah. I'm like asking people? To, it's like literally black tie event. Uh, Thank oh. God it's not. <laughs> oh. Dana, no, I'm but by the way, guys, oh. I'm just letting you know, Dana, jeans aren't allowed. Um. <laughs> oh my God, Dana's face like actually just like dropped. Like she's Dana, like not no, well Dana's right now. She's like, so then what do you wear? No yeah. pants? You can wear a dress. You can wear like work boots. <laughs> So slacks? Slacks. Dana's like work clothes. Honestly, slacks would be better. Like, slacks would be okay. (laughs) Dana's going to show up in her wedding dress. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Well, we're all really excited to party together after we put in this work during this episode. We need to recap this book. Before we do, we're just going to do our new favorite section called Book News. There was only one bit of book news that I wanted to share with everyone, which is that one of our previous Redheads choices, a previous Snitches choice, has been ad- uh, acquired to be adapted at HBO Max. The novel in five years <gasps> is going to be a series there. Oh, my oh God. God. Yeah, which I'm not like thinking is the most necessary thing ever because it's just like a cute little rom-com, but it was a cute book. In yeah, hindsight, we, we it was so ha- good. It was so good. And we also haven't had a cute little rom-com come out in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a worthy one, honestly. It was like short and sweet and like would be a cute adaptation. Yeah. Right. And I didn't even realize until I read the article, it spent 16 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Jax, how are you doing? Oh my God, Satchler. You're being so sweet. Like I said, I'm doing well. Thank I'm you. I'm literally I'm, not. I'm just like, you know, the usual tired and getting through this book was not because. Aside from the content, it just was really hard for me to find the time. This was, like, the first time I was really pressed. I finished the book 30 minutes before uh, we set the time to record. So I'm just – I'm flustered, but I'm excited to be to be doing the work with the ladies. Also, I just wanted to be noted for the record that you did post on your story last night that the book was, like, really growing on you. It was growing on me because it started in a really, really bad place for me. So, mm. yes, it, it did grow from there. For but, sure. like, you added, like, the little love emoji – Oh, that's so sweet of me. It's I don't because your family. That. I don't remember doing that. No, but I also, because I said on the toast that the book was so bad, and, like, I don't want everyone to just think, like, all the books are so bad. So when the book is turning a corner, like, I do feel like I need to share. Otherwise, people would not even feel inclined to read the book, you know? Mm-hmm. But I do think, actually, people would like this book, you being one of them, and some people wouldn't, these two girls that I'm looking at being the other ones, you know? Hi. <laughs> Okay, so I think, you know, we should just get right into it. I want to hear everyone's thoughts about this month's book, which was All Roads Lead Here by Mariana Zapata. It was a snitch's choice. Duh. So we'll start with Snitch. What were your overall thoughts on the book? What did or didn't you like about it? 
I really liked the book. I'm sorry. I didn't like how long it was. That, like, mm-hmm. it, the book could have been half half the length, like, easy. But besides that, like, I don't know what's there, what there wasn't to like. Maybe the only thing is, like, the weird nicknames was kind of annoying. Like, saying, like, Angel and, like, Buddy, like, I wanted to die. But besides that, I thought it was, like, a really cute story. I liked, like, the whole, like, thing with the hiking and her mom and all of that and, like, the little element of celebrity. Like, I thought it was a good book. I don't know what there really is to hate about this book. There were some... I'll go next. No, I like to do, you know, love, hate, love, like, hate. Um, There were some things to deeply hate about the book, I will say. So I'm going to go to Dana, who I think is going to be the book's staunchest critic. Yeah, I can think of just a few things that I didn't like about this book, namely the writing. Oh, my insulting that this book was able to be published all four of us could write a better novel than this i cannot but like who was the publisher this must have been self-published worse who was the editor because she (laughs) fell asleep on the job she could have trimmed out paragraphs of this girl saying the same thing over and over and over again like it was mind-numbing insulting is the most perfect capture it was insulting to be a bad book is one thing to be a long book is another thing to be both is unforgivable (laughs) yeah I that really bothered me the writing especially at the beginning the words she was using too she's like I was mad as heck oh shit who cares that was literally the worst thing literally if you did a word search for how many times she used the word literally it would be it would exceed the legal limit for a, a novel guys why does he think my name is Angel? <laughs> right. And when did she have realized that he was calling her a nickname and not getting her name wrong? We never experienced the realization. Yeah, she never circled back. She did also clarify, like, oh, I get it now, but there was a switch where she no, was just, if like, I realized, it. if I realized that someone I thought was getting my name wrong was actually calling me a really endearing nickname, there would have been a moment in the 500 pages, because we heard about every other thought in her head, there would have been a moment where I was like, oh, my God, he thinks I'm an angel. <laughs> also, he started calling her angel literally two minutes into the book. Like, at prime, when he was oh, still he being an asshole. Yeah. 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 I was like, something is so off here. And then I thought it had to do with, like, his ex-girlfriend, Angelica, or something on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe he actually is calling her by his ex. But no, he was actually just calling her Angel, which is perverted. I'm sorry. That's really <laughs> t- way too soon for you to be, like, leaning into this, like, chick who's a stranger in your home. Yeah. Uh, wait, I forgot to do the summary of the book. So let me just get oh, into it yeah. for anybody who didn't read the book. This is, you know, a classic snitch's choice romantic comedy girl named Aurora who's beautiful and, and you know, second-guessing herself and starting her life over is moving back to her hometown where she experienced some trauma because her mom had gone hiking on a – went hiking one day and uh, was never – never returned, was never found. So after that, she left this town in Colorado and went to live with her aunt and uncle in Florida where she had a really nice life. And then she eventually moved to Tennessee where she dated, like, the biggest country star ever for 14 years. He, she was actually, like, the songwriter behind all of his songs, you know, the brains behind the machine. But he, like, wouldn't marry her, wouldn't have kids with her, wouldn't be seen with her, public with her, anything. And then one day, him and his mom just cut her out of their life. So she decided to go back to Pagasa Springs, which was where she grew up and where she lived with her mom. And the last time, I guess, she was, like, really, truly happy. And so she was going back there to find herself. She rents uh, a garage apartment from a family. The son rented out the apartment without the dad's permission. And so the son gets grounded. But, you know, the dad is just like this big hulking bear of a man. He allows Aurora to stay there, but his first is pretty mean to her. It's a pretty, I've heard this is like the grumpy sunshine trope is the, um, is what the kids call it. Because he's really grumpy and angry. And she's just like a ray of sunshine. She starts working at an outdoor store. Even though she doesn't know dick about outdoor things. And that makes her feel really bad. And we're going to hear pages and pages about how she doesn't like not knowing things. It makes her feel stupid. But she's not stupid. But she wants to know. She likes to learn. And she wants to help out Clara. Who's working so hard for her dad. And Jackie. The niece who gives her dirty looks. Then eventually, you know, she wears down the old man, Mr. Rhodes. They actually have a lot of really cute scenes of getting to know one another. And it isn't for a very long time, months, that they act on how they're feeling towards one another. Because as Rhodes said, he's watching her grow into the person she's supposed to be here. And he doesn't want to be something she grows around. That was just like one of very few lines that were quite poignant, I felt personally. And then... 
they eventually get together. They both love each other like so much. And then we're only at 80% of the book. So still like six other story lines need to wrap up even though like nobody fucking cares. (laughs) So he needs to find out that she's actually like the ex-wife of like this big country star that he, you know, that everybody knows and she hadn't shared that with them. And Amos, the son, is like doing a talent show and uh, like her songwriting isn't happening anymore. And then they found her mom's remains and like (laughs) everything just like kept, the hits kept on coming. And then they went snowshoeing and the book still wasn't over. Um, and then they had like a ceremony for her mom and the book still wasn't over. They <laughs> sent her mom to space and it still wasn't over. And then, <laughs> they yeah, did? I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With her remains, they used half of them. They put them in a biodegradable urn and turned her into a tree. Right. And then the other half they sent into space because they think mom would have really liked that. <laughs> I miss that completely. <laughs> <laughs> then... Um, and then it's a new chapter and we're four years in the future and we're at the Grammys question mark. Yuki and Aurora had written a second album together. Aurora's pregnant. She already has another daughter with Rhodes and basically a long fucking winded way of saying they lived happily ever after. Aurora got everything she ever wanted. Family, stability, love, unconditional love, like people in her life. She's living in the town. She buys the store. Like it's the definition of a happy ending and it took so fucking long to get there and the book should have ended when he came to the house to Clara's house and took her duffel out of the bag i didn't need any no this i disagree just, i always want i opinion. always want like a little bit more once they finally get together in every yes. book i could have lived with the last chapter but not the last 20 percent um and so before we get into the dbqs just my personal thoughts on the book because i think i'm number two on who liked it best i think i liked it more than dana and rebecca sure? when i first started reading it i was like oh my god we are zero for three on books in the last three books and this is this is really rough because and we the, are and the writing was getting <laughs> under my skin to the point that like I it was bothering me to read it and I plowed through I kept going I would say about at about 50 percent like I started to feel warmer towards the book and there were a few cute a few really cute scenes between Aurora and Rhodes for example him pitching the tent in the backyard and once they he started to warm up to her and it really became like a romance it took way too long it wasn't until 60% that they even like kissed once he started being warm to her and we got to see the love story blossom and it was less about like hiking and the store and the bat and this like then I really started to enjoy it and I did feel like all of the loquacious writing finally paid off in like this actually sweet love story and it was giving a little bit of it happened one summer vibes with like the grumpy guy and like the sweetest pie girly and I do I find myself liking that trope I do I love that trope yeah Bex what did you think oh my god where do I begin Mm -hmm. um you guys this story was offensive because for 560 pages to talk about the exact thing that we knew from the second we opened the book was going to happen happened and it took that long was Mm -hmm. insulting to Dana's point I just couldn't believe that there was not one twist or turn that was unexpected it was the most predictable piece of writing that I have ever had to sit through and I just kept awaiting some type of oh the remains that Rhodes found during his outing aren't they obviously her mom but then they're not oh obviously they are like it was just beyond predictable of course they fall in love of course she gets so along so well with Amos um yeah I was kind of confused I'd like to talk about like the dad situation in the family like that was like maybe the only interesting element of the entire book was like the two fathers and like I don't know about you, but if I, if my husband wasn't able to have a child with me and, like, I looked to my best friend or my husband's best friend to help us, but then he was like, but wait, there's a condition. I have to be included as a father. I'm not sure how I would feel about that. Like, Roach just inserted himself into this throuple, and, like, it's a pretty big deal to share your kid a third of the time with another person or half the time, really. So I'm just curious if we're going to talk about that at all. It's like our country friends where they all agree to to be parents at the end. Totally. Yeah, for some reason I just like accepted that. I guess it was like a roundabout way of the author not having to deal with like an ex, but being able to have a kid in the mix. And like how convenient. No ex, no trials, no tribulations. No, but like the ex could have like died. Like he could have been like a widow or something. 
Yeah, but he wasn't. that's true. No, we're saying as a way to get around it. Uh, yeah, it was bizarre. There were just all of these storylines that like nothing was really groundbreaking, yet we had to deal with every single one of them and tying them up in the end. And like that was annoying. And yet some things like Clara's father, like I thought every time Rhodes showed up, like he was about to be like, he's dead. I know. Nothing you, happened, you guys. Absolutely nothing transpired. You are Except right, the right. most predictable. The only thing that was a little unpredictable was the thruple. Like, that was th- what I could not figure out the whole time. Of like, wait, how are they related? Yes. Whose dad is who? But everything else, it's like, she arrives to the Airbnb and the dad is absolutely gorgeous. Okay, like, how long until they hook up? Yeah. It was- also, I'm sorry, one last thing. One sex scene in 560 pages of a fucking love story. Of a, and 560 pages of a snitch's choice. Of a snitch's choice. I will choice. say, though, she made a meal out of that sex scene. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> she knew she only had one, and that was as long and as graphic as it could be. Yeah. You I will know? say, that yeah. sex scene led to some steamy dreams in my part. Oh my God. But also what's so funny is when you look at this book on like Goodreads or anywhere, like all the books that are like, you know, others liked or similar by this author, like all the covers look like actual erotica. So I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, this book is going to be like 50 shades of gray. Yeah. Wish. And it actually it. wasn't. It actually wasn't. But it no, was. No, it was not. But it when it's snitching. too porny, you guys yell at me. When it's not porny <laughs> enough, you guys yell at me. So, bitch, fi- figure it no, out. But this is, this is a real predicament when you have an enemies to lovers situation. It only gives you so much time for porniness. They struggled with that in the new Bridgerton uh, yeah, season yeah, yeah, also. Yeah. They spent so much time hating each other that there was only the one porn scene. I also couldn't stand her calling him Mr. Rhodes for so long. It was, like, such a fraudulent book. Like, her writing was so off. No, that like, that didn't like, bother me at all. That, this I didn't is even not how that. humans interact. Here's the thing. It really was a fraudulent book. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me. Something changed in my mind. Maybe it was because I had to get through it, so I started reading faster and things, like, I wasn't noticing a lot of things, but I was reading everything. I wasn't just like reading quotes, but something changed in my mind where it went from being like, this is a fraudulent book and I'm not going to be able to get through it to being like, wait, I feel really warm and fuzzy towards this love story. Mm-mm. How many hikes also did she go on? Like we got, we get it. You can't hike alone. Like learn from your lesson. You went oh the God, first yeah. time. And like we have to go through her jump roping and like every hike she goes on, like we need to hear about every single like mile and to no, to what end? Yeah. Aside from the one where she nearly died and, like, Rhodes was her savior, To why are we reading about I just... Also, every- Rhodes having to, to rescue her twice on that two-and-a-half-hour drive to the hike that he had to rescue her, I was like, lady, choose a quicker hike. Choose a closer hike. 100%. Yeah. It's like, we already read this. I already read about you doing a yes. hike that you weren't fit for. Like, I have to read about it again? Like, we know where this is going. You're going to survive and Rhodes is going to help you. There were just so many unnecessary details the entire time. Like, even the time, the first time she saw a bat. So, like, the author has to set it up. So, she's like, I was in bed. And usually, I don't drink before bed because I then I would have to pee. But here, I did have a strawberry soda, but I was falling asleep. As I was falling and asleep. Ha- oh, my God. The bat. The never-ending bat the dumb ass bat she was like then i woke up in the middle of the night because i had a strawberry soda even though i usually don't drink before bed otherwise i have to be in the middle of the night it's like who Wait. fucking cares okay we get it so you went to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you saw a bat why couldn't you just have woken up in the middle of the night and saw a bat like why did we have to like <sighs> hear your entire fucking thought process i also am not down for like the victim damsel in distress side plot like Rhodes is such an asshole. Just because he's good looking, you're like entertaining him and like getting butterflies. Like, why? No, but I feel like she was purposely trying not to be the damsel in distress. Like, that's why she tried to put up the bad house on her own without asking. And like, that's why she fell on her ass. Uh, yeah, yes. she actually like was very resilient. It tried to be independent. Yeah. I meant yeah. more so of like her his treatment of her. She was just like smiling through it and it was like, oop, like don't want to make him mad. I get there's the landlord dynamic where like she literally doesn't want to get kicked out of the house, but I was just like, why are we trying so hard to please this guy? Like he's such a douche. Yeah. Also but for the dr- the drama of this novel to be that she didn't tell them that she had yeah. a famous ex. I was like, you guys what a fucking stretch. Come yeah, on. The, the, 
that your guys are going to end this relationship because you didn't tell them who your ex was? Who cares? Like, I like that is not an acceptable reaction on Rhodes or his son or like anybody to cut you out because you didn't share that you had a famous ex or that you have 20 million or 10 million in the bank. Like, I'm sorry. Next. Agreed. She never lied. Not once. Just because you guys didn't ask more questions because you literally didn't give a shit about her. And like <laughs> Amos, like you were so caught up in your own music that when she said, I've written a few songs, like you didn't care to ask further. Like she teed up everything. Sorry that you're so self-involved. Yes. So self-involved. Yes. Okay. Let's get into the DBQ so that we can properly dissect this book, get to the bottom of it, and then move on from it eventually. But before we do, I need to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Function of Beauty. We love Function of Beauty here at the Redheads because we are four girls with four very different types of hair. So why should we be using the same shampoo? Function of Beauty is the world's world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to go. It's founded by a dream team of engineers and cosmetic scientists. Each Function of Beauty product is individually designed to be as unique as you are. They offer over 54 trillion possible formulations. That's crazy. Every one of them is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can also go completely silicone silicone free here's how it works first you take the quick hair quiz to build your hair profile and select five hair goals like lengthen volumize and oil control does your hair get frizzy in the winter but oily in the summer are you like dana whose hair gets oily after five hours function formulations are meant to be changed when your needs change next you choose your color and fragrance or you can go dye in fragrance free i personally love when my function of beauty bottles match my bathroom aesthetic so i get the bluish green hue but you could do pink you could do purple whatever your aesthetic is they are so gorgeous then you get your freshly filmed formula delivered straight to your door and prepared for good hair days ahead sorry that made no sense then get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door and prepare for good hair days ahead. So say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash book to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash book to let them know you heard about it from our show and to get 25% off your first order. That's function of booty. Booty. Function. <laughs> that, no, that's snitch's company, function of booty. That's functionofbeauty.com slash book to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. It is the best. Okay, time for the DBQs. First, oh, and this book didn't have a reader's guide or book club questions, so you know. Oh, just 560 pages of bullshit, but no help for those book clubs. No help to get to dissect it. First up, I'll ask everyone. What was your favorite part of the book? So I'll say either your favorite scene or your favorite storyline. Let's start with Dana, negative Nancy. <laughs> I guess I kind of liked when her famous singer friend came. I don't What's her name? Yuki. Oh, yeah, you would like that. Yeah, and like uh, Jackie was freaking out the niece and like couldn't speak. I just thought that was a little relatable if like your hero came all of a sudden and you were just like starstruck. But, you know, that's like generous of me to even have a favorite part of the book. <laughs> That is generous, but now that I think about it, you are Jackie. <laughs> yeah, like Amy Schumer came and I was just like crying hysterically. That's what would happen. Yeah. Rebecca, favorite part? I guess I liked when her and Rhodes were like falling for each other and honest about their feelings that they yeah. were into each other. Yeah, I liked along the way when you could tell that like Rhodes was looking at her differently like when he found out her age I guess he initially thought she was 26 and then when he realized she was 33 and he was like oh like this is kosher you you could hear you could see the wheels turning in his head I believe what she said was I noticed that his eyes lingered on my chest (laughs) a little longer which was like way to take a like a cute moment and make it like kind of twisted or perverted As I said, the wheels were turning in his head. <laughs> no, but I really liked the um, the campfire scene. As I said, and also I kind of liked like every time she was just like so ver- she was such she was so wounded that like every time she like felt joy or was overwhelmed with happiness, she would just like give him a hug and cry. Yeah. And- <laughs> And I don't know, I, I found it to be cute. I found it to be endearing and normalize crying when you're happy. Yeah. Snatcher, what was your favorite part? Ooh, that's so hard. I honestly had so many. Um, probably either the sex scene and or <laughs> when he went to get her from Clara's house. 
because I thought that that was like really sweet when she like dropped to her like when she just like sat on the snow and was just like I don't understand what's going on um I thought that was really cute yeah that was really cute so now what was everyone's least favorite part Dana I really hated when she was a hero and took Amos to the hospital when he got appendicitis. Oh, what yeah. the fuck else was she supposed to do? That no, no, really that's not the part I hated. I hated when Rhodes was then so nasty and was like, I told you not to talk to my son. It's like, I'm sorry, sir. She just saved his life. Like, I know he apologized later, but that was just insane. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like the excruciating descriptions. One, when Amos was, like, in writhing pain, like, I just can't I don't really do well with those kind of descriptors and my other least favorite scene was the hike from hell like which time not sure but (laughs) one of them was overly descriptive and like her like knees buckling and just like the pain and the trauma I was like please see myself out of this yeah totally and how many hikes are you going to do before you like get hiking boots that you like you know not every hiker has this sort of pain all of the time and she has so much money like what is you doing you work at an outdoor (laughs) store like take them for a spin ask Clara it's just silliness her putting herself through silliness I would say my least favorite part oh also what sorry I'm getting riled up when just like go get a hotel like when he was like get out of my house like I don't know I know it's late at night and there's nothing open but you're rich like do a hotel for a night why was she offering to pay him three times the amount like I was just losing it on that too yeah especially since the mother-in-law came to town and like was staying somewhere and she was fine like it wasn't like this was truly the last place on earth and the only place you could stay so my least favorite parts were definitely the beginning um just because that's when I disliked it the most and just um the appendicitis was rough and everything being like diarrhea. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, and then I would say Caden showing up to the talent show was, was a low for sure. Especially when we were like riding a high and it just wouldn't end and it wouldn't end and it would not end. Also, I thought Caden was going to say something. Like, I thought all the outreach was going to lead somewhere. Like, he's been trying to get in touch with you for months. Now his mom's reaching out, this and that. Like, I thought something happened. I thought he was going to be like, I had no idea that you weren't on the songs that you wrote. Like, you now have songwriting credits on everything. And she was going to be, like, really set for life. And and still, yeah, she got $10 million. But, like, she never really got the justice of, like, her words and her work being taken from her. Sure, she got, like, Yuki's albums after, but, like, if he's really... It seems like, to me, I was thinking, you know, Caden is, like, Brad Paisley. And if you really wrote all of his Brad songs, Paisley, of all people? Because he's on people? the commercials. Because he's on the commercials. I guess. But, like, I was Nation, thinking maybe, like, a Jason, Al- like, Aldean oh, or, like, Blake Shelton or something. No, because they said oh, that Blake he was Shelton. on the commercials, Miss Kiz. So then I thought of Bla- Brad Paisley. Paisley. <laughs> so I mean, do you know how much talking I have to do in these episodes? Function of booty. <laughs> Function of booty is Snitch's favorite place to shop. Um, my least favorite. Thank you for asking. Was honestly any of the scenes with Amos and her. I just like was so bored. Whenever there's a snot nosed kid, I fucking can't. I cannot not agree more. Like, Same. Do other people feel? Are other people? Are we just like mean? I I hate when there's like kid running around who's like making his feelings known. (laughs) Yeah, a hundred percent. I was like, wow, making it about him. So much tolerance (laughs) to like be a stepmom. Like I could not take that bullshit. Like I'd be like boarding school. (laughs) I could have recapped this entire book without bringing up being. Such a and it's just like simple wild when there was that girl. Um, oh yeah, the oh kid. But she wasn't. She wasn't nearly as involved as this one. Yes, she was. She was everywhere playing chess with the dad on the first yeah. night that she stayed there yeah, when she yeah, wanted to yeah. bond. Oh, I guess I'm thinking about it because I read the series and like after the first book, you never hear of her again. Oh my god! Like I could have tuned out these kids the whole time. <laughs> oh my god! And when he's like in his boxers and she goes into her his bedroom and he like freaks out and then Jackie tells her that she almost thinks she's a princess and that's why like he's so weird around her. I also so didn't weird. like that she kept like creeping on him, being like he's gonna be a heartbreaker in a few years. Like you could tell that his smile is like gonna <laughs> melt hearts. I was like, he's eleven, bitch! Like stop being such a perv. No, stop his twisted smile. <laughs> so not okay like she was inappropriate and what was weird is she kept being like when especially when rose didn't like her i'm not some creeper and yes we we didn't think you were until you kept 
mentioning how you're not a pedophile. That. <laughs> that was my least favorite part. I'm sorry. Yes. No, that was painful when she was negotiating her stay. Yeah, she's like, and I've never touched kids. <laughs> Ask anyone. I only post animals on my Instagram. Yeah, that was when I didn't like her. But then I don't know what happened. She either like had a brain transplant or I did because then I liked her a lot. <laughs> Next question. I think I know the answer. Did you race to the end or was it a slow burn? I raced to the end, but just because I was enjoying and I wanted to like finish the story. That's I raced your- to the end because I tap, 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 tap through so I didn't have to read it. It was a slow burn for me. I read it over the course of the week until yesterday, and then I raced to the end just because we were on time crunch and because I was getting interested. Yeah. I, I started with enough time and had enough time that I didn't really feel one way or the other. Like, I was never pressured, and I wasn't racing, and I wasn't definitely not luxuriously enjoying it. <laughs> uh Next question, which scene stuck with you the most? Maybe the when her... Scene? Yeah. 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 What were you going to say, Dana? The, definitely the sex scene is the right answer, but when her ex's mom came to visit her and they had that scene in the breakfast place, like, I guess that kind of resonated a little bit. Okay. Thank I you, just Dana, was for getting trying. a little frustrated with, like, how closed off she was to the option of conversation i get why but i'm just what like mean a little all curious. she did was talk oh you mean with the mom to the mom to the well, mom and to kaden i'm here for that like to completely ignoring them but don't meet up with her and then not be interested in what she has to say like if you don't want to hear it don't meet up with her yeah. but like at that point also they did, like you said they didn't have anything to say other than like come back and keep writing yeah, yeah. We made a mistake. Oh, and then she's like, I'm not going to get breakfast because I have things to do today. Like, eat breakfast elsewhere. <laughs> Dude, you have nothing to do all day, every day. Yeah. No, but they were also weirdly, like, so busy all the time. So many activities. Which was cool. I liked that. I did. Mm-hmm. Did you reread any of the passages? No. Sex scene? I reread Chance. the sex scene. Love that for you, Snitch. Go Snitch. Well, because I was reading okay. in the car while we were, like, in, driving to Palm Springs, and everyone was talking, and I could only oh. really listen with, like, half an ear. So when I, when I like, went back. And you can like, read in the car? I, I really wanted to see how it ended. Wow. Honestly, you were very responsible, Snitch, reading before the Stagecoach weekend and making sure that you were up to speed. Well, I honestly was pissed because I we had so much, like, chill time, like, by the pool and stuff that it would have been a perfect time to read. Um, but I ended up just, like, plowing through it while we were on the plane. And then I, I wanted to start a new book, but I was like, no, I don't want to get, like, my brain confused with another book so I couldn't read. I used to do that, too. But now sometimes if I finish the Redheads book, I'll start a new book, and it's been okay so far. Just to try and start something that's, like, pretty different even though yeah that's what i was thinking i didn't end up yeah um this is mostly a question for the snitch but would you read another book by this author yeah only if i check the page count okay fair answer yeah like if it's like if it's like 300 pages yeah her her writing really didn't bother me like the way it bothered you guys yeah no i don't think it would bother everyone but it really was not for it was not for dana i can tell you it was not for rebecca and it really wasn't for me but i liked the story so i wish that she would have had an editor who would trim (laughs) i wish she knew how to write (laughs) oh oh here we go and how did your opinion of the book change as you read it if it did I honestly didn't hate picking it up because it was a pleasant story by and large and I just couldn't deal with the length and the writing style like her voice was intolerable it was really just jeez, you know yeah my opinion on that my opinion did change and maybe my opinion changed maybe it wasn't that like I changed but as Rhodes said she was growing so much there so maybe I didn't like the girl she was when she showed up but I liked the girl that she was becoming so once she started you know being really independent and just happier and and just herself and feeling like less small you know she was really coming into her own I think I started to like her more and then my opinion of the book changed I don't know just trying to be optimistic. Yeah. I, I remain the same the whole time. Okay. But like, honestly, I didn't, I didn't something hate that, it more. 
Something that stuck with me was because I was getting so frustrated by the fact that they, like, didn't kiss or, like, didn't do anything. Because I was like, oh, it's got to be now. And then it wasn't it. But then when they had a conversation and they were, like, and he explained why. It was because he, like, was, like, it was, he was being self-aware about it. He's, like, I see that you're growing and I don't want, like, I don't want to ruin that, whatever. Then that, like, stuck with me and I was, like, okay, fine. Like, I can give you a little bit of slack here because I feel like that's a fair reasoning. Yeah, I think that's the only part of the book that actually wasn't predictable. Like, you kept thinking they kept having these close encounters that they would kiss, and it didn't happen, and it didn't happen, and it didn't happen. And then even when they spoke about how much they liked each other, they still didn't hook up. And even for, like, weeks after that, they still didn't. I feel like that's usually not what happens in A Snitch's Choice, and that was unexpected, and I did enjoy that. I enjoyed that, too. I was surprised. I thought I was going to get frustrated by how long it was taking and just, like, wow, we're dragging everything else out. Of course, we're dragging this out, too. But I didn't really mind. It, it, it kept me on my toes. And then when it finally happened, it was anticlimactic, but I still appreciated it. How, okay, I, what else would you have wanted? Like, an actual visual video of it? I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't have hated that. But it was just, like, she, like, ran up to him on, like, the driveway. Like, it could have been any other moment. And it was just, like, it, I was that. I don't know. Yeah, oh, sorry. I thought like you were another... talking about the sex scene. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying the first time they, like, properly kissed. Yeah. But, like, could... they, like, pecked the first time, and then, like, then later on they, like, sh- like had some tongue action. And the writing was so verbose that, like, you really didn't know the difference until, yes. like, she later said it was the first time with tongue. And it's like, yes. oh, okay, I thought we were already there. Uh, yeah, they could have set up a really nice scene for to be their first kiss. But what I also liked was when he was like, I'm not going to be anyone's boyfriend, you know? So it's like either we're going to stay platonic and then we're going to get married. Yeah. And I just felt like that was really mature. It's just so crazy that they did not hook up in the tent. Like, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It was real. Really real. Okay, now it is time for the Redheads questions. We didn't get that many, but I also don't think that this is a book that leaves, you know, a lot to be interpreted. It's just (laughs) you either enjoyed it or you didn't. So first question, Snitch, I usually like your choices, but this was a tough one for me. Did anyone else feel like it could have been told in 200 pages? Yes. Did it annoy anyone else that he called Aurora Angel or (gasps) sometimes? And why did it seem like the author overexplained everything? Okay, so we have said all of these things already. I will say when he was calling her buddy and she was like, why you call me buddy? It wouldn't have even registered to me. Like, buddy is a friend, whatever. But I thought his explanation of him of her being Buddy the Elf was actually really cute. Me too. But, like, how the fuck would any of, anyone have known that? Right. He's like, you don't know? Like, no, I don't know. Yeah, that's a rough nickname. If there, if the boy I liked was calling me Buddy, I would be like, oh, so we're homies. Like, we're dudes. Yeah. We're in the and friend I also, zone. I feel like she sh- the author should have chose one nickname, you know? Like, that was the name. Agreed. Two was, like, she couldn't decide. Yeah, because why have one nickname when you can have 560 pages worth of nicknames? Agree. Oh, you know what scene I kind of liked when mm. Rhodes' dad came to town and she, like, stepped in and helped out? Yeah. That, I did not hate that scene. I did not hate it, and I think that was one of the moments that was a turning point for me. Yeah. Because that was when she was being really cute and, her st- and like, I just liked her as a character. But what I also noticed is that a lot of these snitches' choices, the protagonist is the exact same girl. Like, this fairy girl who just is so stunning. People are tripping over themselves, but also so sweet and just so nice and so positive, even though they have so much trauma. And, like, it was giving Brightside. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna, I couldn't remember the name of the book. It was reminding me of Brightside. Yes, so Brightside. Snitch, do you have anything to say for this? I respectfully disagree. You don't think it was giving bright side? You don't think that sometimes these characters can be similar? No, I never said that. I just, the bright side one, like, she was unbelievably annoying. Whereas this one, like, I didn't really, I didn't really find that. I agree with that. I think because also this one was more mature and older. Older. Yeah, exactly. Okay, next up. Hey, redheads, this book was so long. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. Overall, I enjoyed the scenery, characters, and plot, but I feel as though there was way too much filler, which ended up knocking my score of the book from a four to a three. Do you think the buildup was worth it? No. Two no's. Nope. Snitch? I mean, yeah, I thought so. What else could have happened? They, like, lived happily ever after. What else do we want? I think as a story, the buildup of the story was worth it, but 
again, could have been much shorter and the buildup still would have been worth it, you know? I wasn't like, the, I felt like the apex of the buildup specifically to their romance like it passed like by the time they hooked up I wasn't on the edge of my seat I was like annoyed that it took that long like they had a lot of opportunities that the buildup would have been at its climax and like it missed the boat you know what else was so weird though I'm not complaining they spent so much time talking about Amos's talent show so I thought that was how the book was gonna like culminate and end with like Amos and his rocker friends like taking on the town and like it was gonna be really annoying and he was gonna you know perform an original song that just like changed everything and they didn't even tell us what he did what he performed like they were working on it for so long and we never even heard about it I yeah I and like as you mentioned she didn't leave anything to be left out like why right I'm not complaining that we didn't get it but I was waiting for that the whole time I was like oh this book can't end because we still have the talent show and that's obviously gonna be where like everyone and I was waiting for Amos and Jackie to like start dating like there was no romance there they were actually just friends well there might have been but they were literally fetuses like Jackie probably didn't even have her period yet they're 16 you guys (laughs) they were not 16 it always goes it always goes back birthday and he turned 16 Oh, he was Remember old. he was driving? He had his, his permit? Oh, interesting. Okay, I guess Jackie did get her period. It just was like a fully, it wasn't a fully formed thought. You know, like it was like someone took this book to press and it was like still in the editing room, but it slipped through the cracks. But the deadline was here. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, it just felt like she had like a word count for her essay. And so she just kept like it really read like something that I would have written in college where I, I figure out what point I want to make. And then I make it over and over and over and over again <laughs> until I hit the required amount of pages. That's literally how I used to write essays. Oh, I, I used same. to add spaces like in between as many words as I could. I find. used to make my periods and commas like one size bigger. Oh, yeah, no, that too. But like I would just thesaurus.com say the same thing over and over again. So like Aurora would have, you know, a realization about like what she wanted for her life or the p- kind of person she was or like how much she loved her mom and like six pages dedicated to saying that over and over again. And that was my bone to pick personally. Okay, next up, so excited to hear your thoughts on this month's book. I just got to the part where Amos and Rhodes learned that Aurora's ex was Caden, and I feel like their reactions are so uncalled for and over the top. What do you ladies think about this? They're acting like they just found out she's some kind of scam artist or criminal, and literally all she did was omit the name of her ex. Like, this anger just doesn't seem justified to me. Agreed. Agreed. And you know what's annoying? When she sought Clara's counsel on this, Clara was like, I understand why they'd be mad, but also you didn't do anything wrong. Like, no, bitch, be a good friend and tell her that they're insane and that she should absolutely feel zero guilt. I totally agree. It was so uncalled for. I totally agree also. And I was glad that she like said that she was mad at them for just totally up and leaving, like getting mad at her, you know? Yeah, yeah. And making her, and that actually made me really sad when she was like, no one's ever like fought for me to stay. She was so shook when they were like, no, you're coming home. There will be a next time, but we just had an argument. Like she'd never experienced that before. Totally. But like, are they so out of touch? Like she brought literally a duffel bag. She didn't move everything out. Like they were being so so dramatic. dramatic. Uh, Yes, but she brought a duffel bag and then she like waved at Amos. Like, and then she didn't look to see what he did next. He might've come running, but she didn't watch. Like I actually thought that was pretty on the nose. I'm just also rude like she had these whole plans with Clara to like have a sleepover and Clara was being a great friend and then she's like bye that's literally not what happened she went back and Clara handed her the bag and was like I know she's like we can hang out with any any time but what you have out there is more important so that's just Clara being a good friend how many times did Clara cancel on her in the book exactly I was just gonna say that left her to die on the hike (laughs) (laughs) literally Clara and her tacos will be fine. Yes. Okay. Next Reddit question. I don't have a specific question, but I would be RDH if I didn't bring up these things that I didn't love and I have to get your opinions on. One, Angel and Buddy. I cringed every time Rhodes would call her one of these, especially at the beginning when they weren't together yet. If my landlord called me Angel, I'd have moved out immediately. Two, why did Aura have to pee every five seconds? I feel like that much- <laughs> Not a chapter went by that she wasn't talking about her tiny bladder. My only way to excuse it was they had a reason to stop at the gas station when the tour bus stopped and they recognized her. But even then, couldn't they have just had to stop for gas or for snacks? Yes. 
Other than those and the kind of weird and verbose writing style, I loved the book and the slow burn love story. I loved every second of her friendship with the old man from the store, Yuki and Amos. Agreed with all of those things. Agree with all the things. The peeing is so funny and so true. Yeah, like how, like her life would be so different if she had a larger bladder, you know? <laughs> like she wouldn't have seen the bat. She wouldn't have had to sleep in the bed. She wouldn't have stopped at the gas station. Like she should get, actually her life was going well for her and that, you know, we'll get to the moral of the story. Um, but if, you know, she just got some Depends or diapers, like she would have a whole different life. and imagine her pregnant now oh my god she probably just lives on the toilet oh my god the epilogue was also so long like that couldn't even be succinct no no and of course they have to like run into everyone she's ever known in her life (laughs) in order to sum it up but we still don't know like what happened to amos he goes to college like what happened at the talent show again not that i care just wanted to make a point yep the mom the ex everybody right Today's episode is also brought to you by Shelf Savvy. Get the books you love at the price you love. Shelf Savvy searches for the best book deals so you don't have to. Discover premium deals you won't find anywhere else. Not only does Shelf Savvy offer amazing deals on ebooks, but unlike other online book sale sites, Shelf Savvy has paperback and hardcover books too, so you can save on books no matter how you like to read. Discounts on print books are always 45% off or more, and for ebook lovers, get your favorite reads for less than $4. Plus, you can add a book to your watch list to make sure that you always get the books on your TBR at the best price. Just add the books you want to read to your watch list, and Shelf Savvy will alert you when it goes on sale, so you never miss a book deal again spend less money read more books it's that easy get fresh deals every day at shelf savvy visit shelfsavvy.com to learn more and sign up today we are always looking for new books at great prices and shelf savvy is a great resource for that and it's a great for catching up on redheads reads if you've missed some of our previous books all deals are up to 90% off and they add new deals daily. Recent Redheads books that are on Shelf Savvy are Girl With No Job, which is 45% off, The Four Winds, 52% off, The Good Sister, 56% off, and A Slow Fire Burning is 50% off. So head over to ShelfSavvy.com to learn more and sign up. Okay, now it is time for the moral of the story. And considering this was very heavy-handed, I'm sure there are a bunch. Snitch, what did you think it was? Um, I think it was that... Um, <laughs> that sex sells. I was gonna say all roads lead here. Yeah, and the title also was so bizarre. Like, all did roads she name... lead home. Okay, here's my question: Did yes, she write the book? Yes. Did she write the book with the character Tobias Rhodes and then try and think of a name, and this was it, or did she name him all Rhodes? And... I think because, the moral like, of the story to... was country roads take me home. I, I think she know... wrote the whole book. With Rhodes as a different name, and then she finished the book and was like, oh my god, all roads lead here. What if I change the main character? And it was a last-ditch effort. I absolutely, I need to know what came first, the title (laughs) or the name. And uh, my moral of the the story is everything happens for a reason. That's a good one. Anyone else? My moral of the story is it shouldn't take 560 pages <laughs> to watch two people meant to fall in love fall in love. It shouldn't take 560 pages for one sex scene. <laughs> Preach. Dana? Uh, mine was this too shall pass. Like every time she hit a bump in the road and thought that it was hopeless, it passed and things turned out okay. I love That's that, Dana. Too. Wow. Thank, thank you, you for that. Okay, now it is time for the Hollywood treatment. I would I would watch this movie, I'm not going to lie. We will be casting Aurora and Rhodes. So let's start with Aurora. There's a that's really hard to say. Aurora and Rhodes. Um for Aurora, I had Britt Robertson, who's one of my favorite actresses. You guys might know her from the show Girl Boss or the movie The Longest Ride. She's just like she's that sparkly queen. She is Aurora. Snitch. I had um, Dakota Johnson. No. no. Oh. <laughs> I like I wouldn't her. describe her as sunshine, you know? She could maybe be sunshine-like. She's a good enough actress. Wow. Okay, you'll go to bat for her. Cute. I had Reese Witherspoon, a la Wild. Oh, I didn't watch that. I mean, I didn't watch it either. It was just like a lady in a backpack. <laughs> right, finding herself. Yes. Got it. I had Blake Lively. Okay. It's not That's the acceptable. worst. That's suitable, Dana. Thank you. 
And now for Rhodes, who, by the way, I just want to put it on record, like, I was very much here for the character of Rhodes. I liked his lines. I liked his build. You know, I liked his energy. Um, and I would cast Taylor Kinney, who is the silveriest fox. Oh, that's such a all. good one. Right? Yeah, that's a good one. I had Charlie Hunnam. I had Mick Steamy from Grey's Anatomy, a.k.a. Dr. Um, Mark Sloan, a.k.a. Eric Dane. That's his real name. Yes. But unfortunately, he's also Cal Jacobs from Euphoria, which sort of taints the image a tiny bit. But like he's like Mick Steamy is it. Yeah, I saw Eric Dane, too. But then I was like, Taylor, can you? But I, I love that, Bex. That's Thanks, a really Jax. good one. I had Adam Driver. Not okay, hot you, enough. No, Wait, do you no. know? Did you understand like the aesthetic of Dana, Rhodes? I like it. Dana, I like Thank it. He you. has the attitude. He has the build. Maybe not the face that you saw. He does not have the build. He's he so might have the build, but he doesn't have the silver hair. Die. He doesn't have the silver he's hair. Not, he's not big, though. Like, he's not buff. A he's lot like of skinty. people think Adam Driver is very sexy. No, I didn't say that. I said he's skinty. He could bulk up, but he has the build count. He has it in him. Dana, I really like this. Thank you. Don't let them get you down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now it is time for our rating of All Roads Lead here. Snitch, let us start with you. What did you rate this book? I really liked this book, so I'm giving it a four. (laughs) Okay. I would give this book a four if it were 250 pages. I will be giving it a 3.5. Dana. 2.3. 2. Okay. Our overall Redheads rating for All Roads Lead here by Mariana Zapata is a 2.95. Just shy of a 3. That's fair. That's not fair. That is (laughs) shameful. That seems right. I honestly think I might have liked Our Country Friends more than this. No. No. I can't remember what I When did you lose taste? Babe, I just couldn't. It was just, just the couldn't. writing snitch. The story had potential, kind yeah. of, if she had, as Jackie said, an editor. Yeah. If this were Tessa Bailey, and, like, it was giving It Happens One Summer, it had the potential, but the writing sidetracked the entire thing. And it, okay. just, it left you frustrated. Fine. I wouldn't choose Our Country Friends. This was better. Bex, have you read It Happened One Summer? No. You need to. Put okay. that as your next, because if you liked elements of this book... It's the it's like the good version of this book because it's like more concise but a similar storyline and extremely steamy. Okay. I think it's the steamiest book I've ever read. Okay, I'm gonna read it. This is what I needed when I was asking for vacation recommendations. It's just like always weird to recommend a steamy book to a friend. Okay, you know, but not to a sister. <laughs> no, because like now I know what to expect with Snitch. You know, but I. I just feel like you I love this book reminded me of that book and I was reminded of how much I liked it and everybody likes that book so check it out we all like that book did you read it Dana no oh okay I don't think that you need to don't worry um okay now it is time for it's, the not, other- it's not for the asexual type <laughs> <laughs> no it's just like I'll let you know when you need to read something you know if I Thank think you. that it Thank would you. suit you but now it's time for the other books that we read this month. I know Bex and Snitch are at zero, correct? Correct. Sorry, correct. ladies. Dana, how many did you read? Just three. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, tied with you. I read three oh, and a half. S- sorry. I read four. I forgot I read one on paperback, which is why it wasn't in my Kindle. Oh, what was it? Sedating Elaine. Um, it was an advanced copy from Josh's mom, who was the agent on it, and she's been talking about it for a year, so she got me a copy, which was super nice. Okay, so what'd you read it? Let us know what you read. Okay, I'll go first. Um, so I guess I'll start with Sedating Elaine by Dawn Winter. It was very solid. I was skeptical at first because it's like a little uh, raunchy, but by the end of it, I definitely liked it. I would give it a 3.6. Okay. Then I read... The Lost Daughter by Elena Ferrante, which, if you recall, is one of my favorite authors. She wrote the Neapolitan novels Mm -hmm. about, yeah, she's unbelievable. And this was one of her books that I hadn't read yet, so I gave it a 4.4. Then, per Jackie's recommendations, I read two books. One, My Year of Rest and Relaxation by Otessa Moshfeg. And I loved it. Like, 
I honestly felt like it should have been a true story the whole time. Like, it tripped me out that it wasn't. Um, but it was great. It, like, made me super tired. If anyone wants just, like, a drug bender into a black hole, this is the book for you. That's exactly I rated what it, was. it Yeah, a 4.0. And then um, if you listen to our Patreon episode with me, Becky, and Jack, she recommended The Rose Code by Kate Quinn. And I needed a palate cleanser after All Roads Lead Here, so I read it on the plane back from Amsterdam, and it was really interesting. It's about World War II, and I gave it a 3.7. Nice. So you liked it. Are you glad that you took my recommendation? I am glad. It was, like, just what I needed to switch gears from this rom-com, and it was so interesting, and I don't usually read historical books, so it was just, like, nice to dip my toes into a different uh, theme. Great. I am so glad that you enjoyed it. Uh, Nothing scarier than recommending a book to someone and then not liking it. (laughs) I really liked it, so thank you. So this month, I actually got a lot of reading done. I was just, like, in a reading state of mind. I finished the book that took me over a month to read. That was One Night on the Island by Josie Silver. I was not going to give up on it. One, because, like, a part of me was curious as to what happened. And two, I just wanted checked off my Goodreads, you know, and I bought it and everything, so I didn't want to, like, waste the money. Um, And I gave it two stars. It was, like, not good, especially considering, like, my bar for Josie Silver is high because I loved One Day in December. Then I read My Year of Rest and Relaxation by Otessa Moshfeg that I also wound up recommending to Dana because I loved it. It was really twisted, dark, funny, smart. I rated it four stars. I wouldn't recommend it to everyone, but I would put it in the category of books like Portrait of a Mirror, Unfortunate Importance of Beauty, maybe even Minor Indignities, like very literary But also, like, it's not for the faint of heart, I would say. Trigger warning, like, depression up the wazoo. It's very much like that book I recommended, Claudia, the Cat Marnell one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I don't, uh, How to Murder Your Life. Should I read that one? Uh, Like, now I'm traumatized because Claudia hated it and I thought she would love it. So, like, I don't know, but I really liked it. Got it. I think maybe I would like it, but I actually have so many books that I need to read that, like, I've even started. I'm in the middle of two other books right now um, because they're paperbacks. I just started them, the Gary Gennetti book and Stassi's book, so I need to read those, and then then I'll come looking for recommendations. Then after that, I read New Teeth by Simon Rich. It's a book of short stories about parenting that was recommended from our favorite recommender, Pete Bladell. And it was amazing. Like, each short story was so smart and so funny. There was one short story that stood out to me. It was called Beauty and the Beast, and it's about the Beauty and the Beast live-action movie that we all know and love, Emma Watson, um, Dan Stevens. And the story just spoke to my soul. It was about a dad who watches it over and over again and all the thoughts that run through his head as he's watching it, like how much money Josh Gad has made and this and that. And it was just so good. Like, I wish I could get a pdf of just that story and send it to the people I love because that's how much I loved it do you think you have to be a parent to read that no no because also a lot of the themes of it were like parents of toddlers and like annoying things that they do and I don't experience that yet so I think if you like short humorous stories you would like this for sure it really it was a very very quick read and I like a short story book because I can read one then come back to the next one a few days later and like not have lost my train of thought you know then I read Welcome to the Neighborhood by Lisa Rowe. Um, I don't know what compelled me to read this book because it didn't have a lot of buzz or anything, but I just liked the description because it was like giving like suburban housewife drama, which I always love. It was very similar to Hunting Wives, except without the murder. It was a little more mundane, and I thought the protagonist was really annoying. Um, but I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, so I gave it a three. I recommended it to Claudia because she said she wanted something like The Hunting Wives and I had just read it, but she really didn't like it. I didn't think that she would, but that's what she asked for, a book like The Hunting Wives. So that's what she got. (laughs) Um, So if you just like, you know, like PTA drama book, easy read, that's what that was. And I wouldn't not recommend it. So take it with a grain of salt. I don't know. Uh, And now it is time for our next book. There is so much pressure. I am choosing. I haven't chosen a book since September. And considering we are really like zero for three in the last three months, I am going in kind of a different direction for me, even though I've noticed that I actually do choose trendy books because I just like want buzz and I want people to listen to the episode. But now I'm choosing a book that 
has really good reviews. It's really iconic and everybody's talking about it. I know none of us have read it, but there's so much to unpack with it that I think it's the right book for us. So we will be reading Run, Rose, Run by James Patterson and Dolly Parton. Ooh. For so many reasons, I'm choosing this book. One, I love the fact that we're going to read a James Patterson book because he's like the most iconic author and, you know, thriller writer, but we would never choose one of his books. But because Dolly's involved, like, okay, now it's a girly book. Plus, there's a soundtrack that she wrote for the book. So the book is about like a uh, singer-songwriter on the run. And I guess there's a lot of songs in the book that are referenced. And there's a soundtrack of songs that Dolly wrote, like, to a company. So I think, and you know what? Like, if this doesn't work out, I'm sorry I tried my best. But I think this is a good recipe. as a 4.05 on Goodreads. I've heard from people that I trust that it is a good book. So I'm excited. I'm excited, too. That sounds like a perfect way to tee up our next book. Great pick. And the right bones. It'll be good for the club. We need something good for the club. We really do, but we can do it, guys. We can, we can get back on track. I know that we can, and honestly, I didn't hate this book that we just read overall, but it, it was a lot to get through. Hmm. Okay, so that's our episode. I know everyone has such busy lives, so I'm going to let you all go. Thank you so much for another wonderful episode of The Redheads. We love you all very much. We will see you on the next one. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Redheads. Also, like, I don't want to, you know, get anyone too excited, but we are going to have some new merch coming out soon. Some oldies and some new items. So stay tuned for that. We've been hearing your cries. So it's going to be really exciting. Woo! We will see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Love ya.